Assalamu alaikum. Welcome back, guys, to another episode of our podcast, Dean Thoughts, with your two favorite hosts, Mira and Adam. And today, alhamdulillah, we are back with another episode. It's been kind of rough, guys. We have been slacking on the episodes. We had a lot of people reach out. When are you going to record the next episode? Everyone's excited. And uh, alhamdulillah, we are grateful and thankful for, you know, everyone who's, uh, uh, Kind of keeping up with our episodes and excited to hear more. Um, but inshallah, we entered into summertime as we all know. And so inshallah, everyone should be excited because hopefully we will be recording many more episodes to come. And many more guest speakers as well. So get excited for that inshallah. And um, we will address the topic of summer and how to use your free time inshallah. But today's topic is going to be a little bit different. And today we are going to be talking about Dr- halal drum roll, please. Bum, 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 bum. No, <laughs> We're talking about Dhul Hijjah today, inshallah. Inshallah. Great topic, especially because obviously Dhul Hijjah is coming up. So we wanted to do that before anything. That way everyone can prepare, inshallah. And so that we can get the best out of these 10 days. Inshallah. So Adam's going to start us off. Um, we've got a lot of good hadiths, a lot of good A's. So buckle up and enjoy the ride. Enjoy the ride indeed. Okay, so the first ayah is going to be in Surah Al-A'raf, ayah 142. So that's like half of it because uh, that's the half we want to talk about. And the translation is, And we made an appointment with Musa for 30 nights and perfected them by the addition of 10. So basically, um, to explain this ayah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we know that Musa was one of the prophets whom Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala spoke to. So this ayah is kind of telling us what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commanded Musa to do before he actually spoke to him. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told Musa, So he told Musa to fast for 30 days, which means 30 days. And we were told from the scholars that these 30 days are most likely the 30 days of Ramadan. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he says, we added another 10 days. And the scholars explain that these 10 days are the 10 days of Dhul Hijjah. So it shows us the blessing of fasting during these 10 days of Dhul Hijjah as it was uh, an action of the, the prophets from the past. And it was something that Musa was told to do before he met Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And we know that the virtue of fasting is one that's very great. So we wanted to mention that because it's something interesting, it's something that relates to the month of Dhul Hijjah. And for those who don't know, Dhul Hijjah is like, um, just like how there's Ramadan and there's different months in the Islamic calendar, the Hijjah is one of the months in the Islamic calendar. And it's a very virtuous month. The first 10 days are really, really great. We're going to talk about them. But it's kind of just like how we talk about Ramadan. We're talking about Dhul Hijjah now. Right. So, inshallah, um, we are actually approaching Dhul Hijjah currently. And so, the importance, like we said, like the first 10 nights, we're going to mention why they're so important. And especially why um, we know obviously that in the after the ten nights, uh, the ten days there are there is Eid, Eid al-Adha, and so we're going to talk about that now. And so there, we're going to go to Surah Al-Safat, Ayah ninety-nine, um, and I'm going to read a couple ayahs actually because this is going to be the story um, of Ibrahim. And so we'll just mention uh, exactly what we want to talk about. But let me go ahead and read the ayat. أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم 
وقال إني ذاهب إلى ربي سيهدين رب هب لي من الصالحين فبشرناه بغلام حليم فلما بلغ معه فلما بلغ مع السعي قال يا بني إني أرى في المنام أني أذبحك فانظر ماذا ترى قال يا أبت افعل ما تؤمر ستجدني إن شاء الله من الصابرين فلما أسلم وتله للجبين وناديناه أن يا إبراهيم قد صدقت الرؤيا إنا كذلك نجزي المحسنين إن هذا لهو البلاء المبين وفديناه وفديناه بذبح عظيم وتركنا وتركنا عليه في الآخرين سلام على إبراهيم كذلك نجز المحسنين نجز المحسنين. Okay, so basically, I'm gonna read the translations now. Um, those were like like 15 ayahs, so it's gonna be a little bit longer, but. And then he said, Indeed, I will go to where I am ordered by my Lord. He will guide me. My Lord, grant me a child from among the righteous. So we gave him good tidings of a forbearing boy. And when he reached with him the age of exertion, he said, O my son, indeed I have seen in a dream that I must sacrifice you. So see what you think, he said. O my father, do as you are commanded. You will find me if Allah wills of the steadfast. And then, and when they had both submitted and he put him down upon his forehead, we called him, O Ibrahim, you have fulfilled the vision. Indeed, we thus rewarded the doers of good. Indeed, this was the clear trial, and we ransomed him with a great sacrifice. And we left for him favorable mention among later generations. Peace upon Ibrahim. Indeed, we thus reward the doers of good. So, this is the story of Ibrahim with his son. And obviously, we see that throughout these ayat. This is when Rabbil Alameen uh, is testing Ibrahim. Uh, with the dream where he needs to slaughter his son. And so what's important to mention here is that it says that when he reached the age of exertion, which is basically the age where his son is able to spend time with his father, work with him, you know, the best time, like the, those are the best years, the years where um, the son can actually take part with his dad and build a connection, all that. And so those best years, subhanAllah, Rabbil Alameen, uh, brought down this dream where Ibrahim was slaughtering his son. And as we know, all the dreams of the prophets are uh, ru'ya, which is basically... Um, revelation. revelation like they're right? true. They're true. Something yeah. that must be happening because they don't have dreams unless it's revelation. And so Ibrahim knew... Also, sorry, just backtrack. Yeah, yeah. We also, in the beginning of the story, um, and we see this from other ayat, like in other ayahs of the Quran, we know that Ibrahim and his wife were actually infertile. So it was till Ibrahim, we see this in Surah Maryam, where Ibrahim says like, oh, like, Allah, I've reached old age and my wife is barren. Like, and then the angels are coming to tell him, you're going to have a child. So already Ibrahim went through so much hardship. For so many years, he's been trying to have a kid. He right. wasn't able to. He's old now. He's got gray hairs. And then the angels come and say, you're going to have a kid. And Ibrahim was like, what are you talking about? Mm -hmm. But then he did. And then right, like you said, right when he got to a good age, what did Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tell him? You have to kill the son that we gave you. Right. That was in Surah Tadariyat, which we did in the Quran series. Yes. Go check that out, guys. Yes. But anyways, um, so yeah, as you can imagine, obviously, Ibrahim having like a child is something that was extremely like, like something that Ibrahim wanted. He wanted, he would always make the dua for his, um, his ancestors and all that. And so this was a very 
you know, great test. And don't just look at the way that Ibrahim reacted. Look at the way Ali his, his son, son right. his son was also a Nabi. Right. And what did he say when he told him? He said, "Do as do, do as, as you, you see, please. right?" Yeah. So Subhanallah, that that is kind of like another lesson in itself, which is. Um, his son said, you will see me from the patient, the Sabidin, right? And so that is like number one, that's obviously Bidid Walidin, number one lesson. Number two, patience, you know, he knew that, okay, this is from Rabbil Alameen, who might have questioned Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's uh, command. He's the one who like gave me his life. Like Ibrahim was grateful for those years that he even had with his son. And so he just right away, he did what um, the revelation was. And so then we see that Rabbi Alameen calls out and he says uh, that you have cleared the trial and um, he replaces his son with a with a sheep, right? And that's why on Eid al-Adha, we do the Udhiyah. We do the Udhiyah, which so is sacrifice to, of the yeah, sheep, right? To keep the memory and the concept of our Prophet Ibrahim going. And like Adam mentioned, this does show patience. And above all, it shows this concept of submission. That when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and this is a common theme that we see from the early generations. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says like when, when a command came to them, they used to say, سَمِعْنَا وَأَطَعْنَا even if it doesn't make sense, even if it's not what we want, they would say, we hear and we obey. They wouldn't complain, they wouldn't you know, question the command of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And we see that with the story of Sayyidina Ibrahim. Like imagine you having to sacrifice, for us it's hard to sacrifice simple stuff. Like if we like, um, for example, I don't know, like music, for us to sacrifice music, or for us to sacrifice women, you know, wearing hijab, like for us to wear hijab or men to grow out their beards, all of this is a sacrifice and it's hard. So imagine then, this is a great sacrifice. And what does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says? bala mubin, right? Or something like that. Something mubin. Like this is a very great... Um, very great trial or like a very great Bidab bin Azim. Yeah. With a great sacrifice. Bidab the great bin... sacrifice. And the word Bidab bin Azim. So like My he's bad. saying that this is very and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala talks about the Quran as being something that's mubin. So imagine saying that this mm -hmm. trial was something that was mubin as well. So it must have and how does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala end it off? He says uh, Exactly. That's how we reward the people who have Ihsan. Ihsan is perfection of the deen. Right. So what can we learn from that? What I mean, we learn? Like subhanAllah like Honestly, you see it like that is a great trial because killing your own son is something, you know, tremendous. Yeah. So the fact that like we see that uh, Ibrahim's level of Iman, like all the prophets, is at a level that we will never reach. Yeah. And so obviously we're always striving for to get to the level of even the Sahaba, which we will never be able to reach. But when you look at the prophets, this is why the, these specific prophets were sent, because they are, you know, the ones who can handle it and are perfect for the deen. And so then when it says, كَذَلِكَ نَجْزِ الْمُحْسِنِينَ We thus reward the doers of the good, then this is what you are trying to reach. You're trying to become a muhsin, one who perfects the deen just as the prophets did. And from that, we understand that giving up our desires is a, it's a thing that we have to do. Like this is what the prophets and the people of the past did. That's what I think is the biggest takeaway from this story as well is the understanding of sacrifice. For mm -hmm. us, we're not sacrificing our kids, alhamdulillah, but we're sacrificing other stuff. We're sacrificing desires, our nafis, all of that, our temptations. That's also very, that's mm -hmm. alim in the sight of Allah right. subhanahu wa ta'ala as well. Right, because I mean, you are a slave of Allah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows what He's putting you through. Everyone has their own tests. And so it's about how you can go through your tests, not like, yeah. you know what I mean? So that's why it's important to look at the prophets as well. But back to... Yeah, so we mentioned this because this happened um, 
this was this like relates to what we do at the end of Dhul Hijjah, mm-hmm. like the the 10th day of the month of Dhul Hijjah. But now we're going to switch gears to the first 10 days, so the 9 days before then. First 10. So Adam's going to start us off with a the hadith. hadith yeah. Okay. Or actually, yeah, let's do the hadith first. Okay, so the should I read Arabic? I'm okay. just going to do English because I'm not trying to butcher this. Yeah, that's fine. Okay, so this hadith says, Abdullah ibn Mas'ud reported, The Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, No good deeds can be done at a time better than these first 10 days of Dhul Hijjah. It was said, Not even jihad in the way of Allah. The Prophet said, Not even jihad in the way of Allah. That is a crazy, like that's amazing because we know jihad in the way of Allah is literally one of the best deeds you can ever do because you are sacrificing your whole life for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the martyrs, the ones who do jihad and die are guaranteed paradise. And so this shows that um, those these 10 days, you can do even better deeds than that, which show that obviously our deeds are um, given multiplied. more weight, multiplied, yeah. and so that we should be striving to actually use our time wisely in these 10 days. We cannot be wasting these days. It's just like Ramadan, guys, how we... Uh, everyone was trying to use their time wisely. Same thing, Dhul Hijjah. You need to use your time wisely um, because obviously you will be asked about this time, number one. And number two, um, you would be dumb not to um, take advantage of this great reward and this great, uh, you know, this great opportunity that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us. And that also ties in to show Allah's how bountiful and giving He is. You know, the amount of opportunities Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives you out throughout the year is just, there's so many opportunities, yet us as humans, we just don't take them. And so this is why it's important to mention, you know, that Dhul Hijjah is coming up. We should prepare. We should be doing more in these 10 days. We should fast because obviously fasting is a great deed. And so it's important that inshallah we can prepare so that we can use um they say fighting to pale, failing to pale, uh, ugh. You got it. Failing to plan <laughs> is planning to fail. Failing to plan is planning to fail. So when right. you fail to plan for these 10 days, like what you're going to do, you're planning to fail. Right. You know I what mean, I mean? No, like remember, when we talk about Ramadan, it's like you can't just like, Expect okay, from, yeah. I'm going to read a full juzah even though you yeah. never read Quran. Like yeah. you can't do that. It's going to be too hard for you. And so... Obviously, these are only 10 days, so it's even less time. I think most people don't know about these 10 days. Uh, I remember, like, I, I didn't know about we didn't them know for about a long them, time. Like, for a while. I think, I I think everyone always knows about Ramadan because mm-hmm. it's like universal, the fasting, and it's mandatory. Mm-hmm. But Allah doesn't mandate any ibadah. It's we choose. And bil'akis, you know, subhanAllah, the hadith where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, when he talks about loving his slaves, he says, my slave doesn't continue to attain my love except through that which I have made not obligatory. Like you get, you attain mm-hmm. Allah's love by doing that, which is an obligation upon you. But you continue to grow in that love that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has, to, has for you, the more nawafin, the more sunnahs that you do. And this is a sunnah. It's not an obligation upon you, but right. it's something that inshallah will deem the, the greatest love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because you're choosing to do it when others are not choosing to do it. Mm-hmm. And that's a gift that Allah chose you to do ibadah during these 10 days. Because a lot of people are ghaflin. They're in a state of Often. ignorance. They don't know. Allah chose you to read extra Quran or you to read extra du'a. So, but I guess look at it as like a gift from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you know? Mm-hmm. But actually, um, you mentioned the concept of um, like Ramadan. I like to say Ramadan hosts the best nights of the year because which is the night of decree. But the Hijjah hosts the best 10 days, the days. These are the best 10 days. The day, like as right. in like the, the daytime, daytime yeah, is yeah. better than the night. Mm-hmm. But there's a hadith apparently from Abu Huraira that says, there's no days more beloved to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that he will be worshipped in them than the 10 days of Dhul Hijjah. 
Each day of fasting in it is equivalent to the fast of an entire year, and each night standing in prayer is equivalent to standing in prayer on the night of t- of the night of decree, the night of the tqadr. And it's narrated in Tirmidhi. So like, oh, I should never. Heard that's that. crazy. That's Imagine crazy. every single night you pray is like as if you prayed in al-Qadr. and every single day you fasted as if you fasted a whole day, a whole year. I mean, year. just for fasting the news. And you know why these ten days have so much reward? Because every single uh, pillar of Islam is done during these ten days. Because people are are praying, and people are a lot of people give zakat during these ten days, like kurban, like like they do al mm-hmm. whatever, um, Hajj. These are the only 10 days during which Hajj can be done. Right. Because these are the days of Hajj. And then, um, what is it? Zak- uh, we talked about Zakat, Hajj, Salah, um, Shahada. Salah. Shahada, of course, people that are going to Hajj, they say the Baik Allahumma, they constantly say Shahada. And from that, the Prophet Muhammad says that the best dhikr that you can do is declaring the oneness of Allah. So saying, La ilaha illallah during these Sundays. And then the last one is Psalm. We said people fast during these right. Sundays. So that's a great thing. Definitely. SubhanAllah. And then there's obviously the day of Arafah and the yes. importance of fasting the day of Arafah. You want to mention the ayah? Right. Of the day of Arafah. So there is, uh, we mentioned this ayah before as well, but there's an ayah in Surah uh, Al-Ma'idah where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says... Uh, it's towards the end. Uh, yeah, I'm going to read like towards the, I'm not going to read the whole thing because it's kind of a longer ayah. So I'm just going to read the part which is Al-Dhu Bilal Mishtanjim. Al-Yawma akmaltu lakum deenukum wa atmamtu alaykum ni'matil... Which is basically saying, today I have fulfilled and finished your religion, um, and I am pleased with the the deen of Islam as a whole. And so this is this was um, known to be revealed on the day of Arafah, mm-hmm. and so this is why Arafah is obviously. There is other importance to it, but this is one of the reasons why it is so important because this is the day that our deen as Islam was fulfilled and completed. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying here that He is um He is Rodian, so He is happy with this deen of Islam. And from that deen, right? um the concept of completion means that no legislations were were further revealed. Mm-hmm. So from that we get the concept of bid'ah. Right. Like when you innovate when you add an innovation to the deen. You're basically saying that the Prophet and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala lied. Astaghfirullah. Mm-hmm. Because Allah said, I completed your religion. It's done. But when we add something, that means that there was something that was incomplete that needed to be added as well. Right. And that's I mean? that's the concept of bid'ah. And we do need to do like an episode on, on bid'ah, bid'ah yeah. But furthermore, so then what the question is, what is, because Arafat is even kind of better than the the 10 days like that is yeah, the best you're of building the up days. to the 10 days right and so arafah is that best day that we all need to be marking our calendars for which is the ninth day not the tenth ninth day. right ten, the ninth day. 10 days are right? days are yeah. so arafah what is the virtues you may be wondering and so the virtues is number one arafah is known as the best day of the whole year mm-hmm. number one and your uh, deeds are multiplied yeah best Day. Yeah, yeah, day. And the best day night is, is Laytul Qadr. Qadr. Okay. Right. And so your deeds are multiplied how much? A lot. Of law. Who A knows? Lot. Wallahu alam. But basically your deeds are multiplied. And so literally any deed you can think of, do it. You know, dhikr, uh, salah, psalm, charity, all of it, do it. Um, and as well as fasting that day, there's a, I believe there's a hadith. Do you have it up? Yeah. So there's a hadith. Do you want to mention it? Do you know it? Yeah, yeah. So basically fasting that day, um, inshallah, your sins will be forgiven from the year before and the year after. So the 
basically the, the future year, year. Yeah, the past yeah. year and the future year. And the Prophet Muhammad um, because we know the Jews also believe in the day of Arafah because they, their Prophet was Prophet Musa, right? Mm-hmm. And Prophet Musa, like we mentioned in the beginning, with the A is about him fasting the 10 days. He used to practice the 10 days of Al-Hijjah as well. So the Jews actually fast the ninth day of Arafah with us as well. But the Prophet Muhammad said, if I live to see another year, I would fast either a day before or a day after to be different from the Jewish people as well. Mm-hmm. So the Prophet used to fast. He would say that if he lived another year, he'd fast two days. It's not an obligation, but it's better to fast the day before or the day after. Right. The day after is actually haram to fast because it's Eid. So to fast the day before. Right. Because we want to be different from the, um, the Jews. The Jews. Was it the day of Arafah or is it a different day? I don't if it, he uh, Muhammad would not say the day after if it was Eid. So I don't know if that's the right one. Wait, there's another day because what's the other one that we fast? Not um. I know, I know, I know what else. hadith you're talking about, but I'm not sure. Okay, wait, hold up. But I know still the importance of fasting the day of Arafah. Right, right. But I, I'm now I'm unsure about fasting the day before or the day after. Okay, so cut. We're not sure about that. I will, I will double check on that. <laughs> we have to double but check. But the concept is you still should fast. Fast the day of Arafah because right. the Prophet said it expiates the sins right. for the year before and the year after. Right. I think the thing about the Jews is a different year. I think. It, I think it's uh, not different year. It's a different, different day. day. Yeah, there's yeah. a different day. I forget what it's called. It's fifteenth. No, it's after like the New Year. Um, something I don't know. I'll look it up. Anyways, I'll look for it. But um, what was I gonna say? Okay, I wanted to talk a little bit about the history of the day of Arafah. So we know the Prophet Muhammad You know, like after the whole like um, boycotting of the prophets in Mecca or whatever, the mm-hmm. Prophet Muhammad did migration to Medina, and there was a um, a treaty that they signed, which was the Treaty of uh, Hudaybiyah. And when they signed this treaty, the companions, they got really, really sad. They didn't even want to sign it. And actually, the Prophet Muhammad I didn't know this, but you know the Prophet was illiterate. And this mm-hmm. is one of the um, things that shows us that the Quran is, in fact, the word of God right. because the Prophet couldn't read or write. And this is where they asked him, like, where my name is? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so he told one of the companions to sign on his behalf because he couldn't read or write. Mm-hmm. And the companion didn't want to sign it because this treaty prevented the Muslims from going to Mecca to do Hajj. And it prevented the Muslims from going to Mecca to do Umrah and everything. And the companions got so sad because in their eyes, this was actually something that was negative to the Muslim mm-hmm. But what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed an ayah right after the Prophet Muhammad signed the treaty. And it, um, it was talking about how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is going to give them fatah. He's going to give them like... Um, like a Entry. Entry. And one of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's names is Al-Fattah. The one mm-hmm. who provides from ways that you could have never imagined. Mm-hmm. So during these two years, while the treaty was being signed, the Muslim number increased and they went from being like 2,000 to like 14,000. A lot of people accepted Islam because they had security now. The kuffar weren't fighting them. They were in Medina just doing their own thing. Then when the treaty ended, this, just like you're reading this, literally gives me goosebumps. The Prophet Muhammad went to Mecca. They went to do the farewell hajj, which is not the farewell hajj because the Prophet Muhammad died a couple months after. And 14,000, or like very big number of Muslims, were riding with the Prophet Muhammad walking from Medina to Mecca to do hajj. And it was that hajj, that that day of Arafah, and that sermon was given, the farewell sermon of the Prophet Muhammad And then after he gave the sermon, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed the ayah. That yeah. today we have completed your religion. So imagine like how hard they were fighting. And then subhanAllah, they, they came into Mecca with bigger numbers and, and all of this. And the Prophet Muhammad the, the hadith about that, the farewell sermon, it's a, a very long hadith. Mm-hmm. It's the most authentic narrated hadith ever. Because there were so many people to relay it because there was like 14,000 Muslims during that day on Hajj. And that's why this day is so important because it's this day that our deen was like established that all of the fighting of the Prophet Muhammad 
was like given purpose, you know? Right. It's just crazy, subhanAllah. But um, I wanted to mention one more thing about the day of Arafah. Um, so Allah, there's, it's mentioned in the, in the hadith that the Prophet Muhammad he says that no days are better than to Allah than the first 10 days of the Hijjah, which we mentioned. Um, and then, like Adam said, the, the hadith continues to say even better than spending jihad. And then he says, no day is better to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala than the day of Arafah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala descends to the lowest heaven and he boasts to the inhabitants of the heavens about the inhabitants of the earth, saying, look at my servants, appearing disheveled and dusty. They came from every mountain, passing hope for my mercy. They do not see my punishment, yet do they not yet they do not see that on no day are more saved from the hellfire than the day of Arafah. And this is talking uh-huh. about how the the Hajjaj on the day of Arafah, we know that Arafah is like a plane. And it's supposed to um it's supposed to remind us of the day of judgment, the Yom al Hashr. Mm-hmm. Yom al Hashr, which is the day where we're all gonna be standing. It's a day that's fifty thousand years long before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala waiting for the Hisab to start. That's what day al Arafah is supposed to remind us of. Because when you go to Arafah, it's just one big plane. There's no like it's just flat. And all they do there, the Hajjaj, people that are on Hajj, is they just make dua. And that is what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying. So during this day, imagine during the day, you're just doing whatever. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, in a way that befits His majesty, comes down to the lowest heaven and is ready to accept your dua. And He's boasting to the angels about you. And it's during this day that, like the hadith says, that there's no day in which more people are saved from the hellfire than the day of Arafah. And this hadith is sahih. So like, it's crazy. This is a very big day. It's a very big 10 days that we really need to pay more attention to because they're like, they're just crazy. SubhanAllah. They're like overpowered, OP. OP. Overpowered. SubhanAllah. We need to use our time wisely. Obviously though, it is summer. And so fasting is not going to be the easiest, right? Hot days, you know, people are working, people are whatnot. And so we're hopefully, we're trying to motivate you guys inshallah to fast you know get your friends and family all to fast with you because obviously fasting together in groups is a lot easier than fasting alone um but inshallah we can all see like from these rewards especially the day of Arafah, i really hope no one misses that day um we really need to be fasting these days the amount of rewards you can get and inshallah we also need to be using our time wisely you know doing any kind of very bad day that we can uh even if it's just dhikr on your tongue um, and like Mira said, inshallah, yani we make dua that uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can forgive us and um, protect us from hellfire on Ameen. that day. Ameen. Actually, the concept of dhikr, there's an A in Surah Al-Baqarah, um, verse 203, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, And the scholars, say, which says, remember Allah during specific numbered of days. The scholars say that these days are the 10 days of Dhul-Hijjah. Wow. So, like, dhikr, during, like you mentioned, mm-hmm. dhikr during these... So, let's think, what can we do during these Sundays? Let's give ideas. Dhikr. Dhikr. <laughs> and you know, the Prophet Muhammad <laughs> The best dhikr to do during these days... Is la ilaha illallah. So, like, saying la ilaha illallah wahdahu la sharika lah. Lahu al-mulk wa lahu alhamdu wa ala kulli shayin qadir. Fasting, of course. Fasting. Prayer, like we said, prayer in the night is equivalent to prayer as if you're praying in... Um, what's called? According to the hadith. What else? Istighfar. Dua. Anything. Gaining beneficial knowledge, memorization of Quran, mm-hmm. reading of Quran, understanding, contemplation of Quran, applying, applying Quran, anything. Bir, bir your walidin, whether it means spending time with family members or mm-hmm. giving an extra phone call. And that, okay, so that's the thing though. 
intention is also important during yes. these days because you could just be going to work, but your intention could be I'm trying to provide for my family. Yeah. I'm trying to um, uh, do da'wah through my actions, through my character. I'm trying to, you know, show my coworkers how Islam really is, you know. So intention is important, especially all the time. Intention is important. We've spoken about this, but if you want to maximize your rewards, you should be um, renewing your intention like all the time, yeah. like, seriously, for every action you do, no matter what it is. You can be drinking water, and as long Showering. as your intention is, I'm doing this based off of the sunnah, I'm saying bismillah, I'm doing three sips, you're, you got rewarded right there. And this is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala how bountiful He is. So anything you can think of, just have the right intention. And if you're doing something and you can't think what the right intention is, then maybe you should rethink doing that. Maybe you're not doing something right. Maybe you're doing a sin, then maybe you should be like, okay, you know what? I should stay away from this. And that's another thing. You will be rewarded, inshallah, for staying away from a sin even. So during these last 10 days, try as much as possible. Whatever sin you could do uh, that you used to do, try to stay away from it. Backbiting, for example, is a very big one. Or, you know, saying words that we may not realize could be hurtful to others. Try to, um, you know, protect your tongue. Try to, like, always watch what you say. Try to lower your gaze. Try to... So all these actions that we may usually do that we may not realize, maybe we should rethink, what are we doing during the day? And at the end of each day, we should think, what did I do right and what did I do wrong? And how can I um, fix what I did wrong? How can I ask grow. Allah for my forgiveness? Yeah. How can I grow? And so all of this is important, especially during these last 10 days, because we want to maximize our deeds and all that, inshallah. Inshallah. Even like the companions, they say, we used to seek reward from our sleeping. Like we used to see re re reward from... Can't speak seek today. reward. Seek reward from go. our standing in prayer. I don't know what's going on this yeah. day. So like, like you said, with the right intention, everything can become ibadah. And even from that is when you intend to do an action and you don't do it, you still get a hasana. And if you do it, you get two hasanat. So like, if you know you're going to be busy, at least put the intention. And don't just say like, oh, I put the intention, so I'll give me reward. No, like, if you actually were able Genuinely to, you, you would have right. done it, you know? And so like, put the intentions for all the things that you want to do because if you fall short, Inshallah, you still get the reward for that intention that you mm -hmm. put, you know? Inshallah. And of course, Allah sees. Like, Allah's not expecting us, even though we should. We should push ourselves to limits, and we should make these 10 days, like, tiring in a way that we're just, they're just filled with ibadah. But Allah knows. Allah sees. So, like, just put in the effort and understand that Allah's going to match that, and He's going to accept it, and He's going to multiply it, because that's who Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is. He's just very, He's shakur. The, he's very grateful for the little that we do, even though we don't deserve it, you know? Mm -hmm. And from that, I think even like looking at Allah's names, reading them, understanding them is a very big thing in our deen. Like we need yeah. to know that, especially during these 10 days. But um, is there anything else I want to mention? Because I found a hadith that I forgot to mention. Go ahead. Okay, just one more thing. Another thing that's um, a blessing of these days. We know Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions in the Quran that um, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He created Adam. And when He created Adam, He wiped on the back of Adam. And all of the souls from creation, from Adam until the day of judgment, so like the first to the last person, was when those souls were there. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, am I not your Lord? And he sa we said, yes, you are. So we actually testified that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala was our Lord before we were actually created. Our souls testified. And that's why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, when He created us, He created us with a fitrah, which is a natural inclination towards His religion. Because Allah gives us the choice, but we still chose like we choose to turn away or we choose to come back, but out of Allah's rahmah, He gave us an inclination to turn towards Him. Aside from that, this hadith says, which is sahih, um, says that Allah took this covenant from Adam at Arafah. So that 
it was at this place that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala did this. Allahu Adam, but that's what this hadith says. It says that Allah took the covenant from the back of Adam, Arafah, bringing forth from his backbone every seed that he would sow, as in like all of the mm-hmm. all of the souls. He scattered them before him and he spoke to them as they stood before him saying, Am I not your Lord? They said, Of course we bear witness. Let you say on the day of resurrection, we are unaware of this. So we actually testified against our own selves. And according to this hadith, um, which is Sahih by Albani, that it was at the day, it was at, the place of Arafah, which is a city. It's not just a day, it's also a city. Right. So, Allahu A'lam. But I thought that was very interesting. It adds to the, to the importance of this day as well. SubhanAllah. A lot of important things happening on this day. Um, Anything else? Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm done. That's pretty much it. Alright, guys. Um, let us, inshallah, use our time wisely, like we said. Do as much as you can, guys, during these days. Please make dua for everyone that you can and yourself, obviously. Um, keep your tongues moist with Allah's dhikr. That is literally the easiest thing you can do. You have something to say? Sorry, yeah. I just remember when you said that. Um, there's a brother in Ireland. I think, I don't know if you guys know him. Some might actually know him. But basically, he, um, he was found drowned. And he's been in a coma for like a month. So just make du'a for him to give him shifa. Yes. Also, we have family members that recently were in a stroke. They're, they can't speak anymore because of their stroke. So make du'a for them as well. So make du'a for everyone in our ummah who's sick, anyone who has cancer, mm-hmm. anyone who's going through any sort of illness. So for the du'a, we say, Allahumma shfi shifa'an la yughadiru sakhama. Allah, like we say, Allah, give a, a healing that will not leave any bit of sickness. Right. So make sure you keep the, those people in your du'a as well. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you to all those who reach out. Um, we are so grateful for all of you guys. As you know, we are a Dean Thoughts family. Um, Make sure you follow us on Instagram. Follow us on Instagram and our YouTube. We are actually now on Apple, Apple Podcasts. Podcast. <laughs> I forgot we, about uh, that. Yeah, so we're on Apple Podcasts now. And that's kind of a big milestone. Thanks to you guys because um, I don't know how so we did many it. people to, yeah. So many people will be like telling they us they don't us. got Spotify because of music, which is great. So at least now we're on Apple Podcasts. Hopefully you guys can go ahead and check us out there. Um, make sure to share with anyone who you think can benefit our family members. We are so happy to see um, our platform growing. Email us with any ideas you guys got, you know, even we want to comments. Of, we just want to hear from you guys comments and we want to um, increase the platform. I'm really adamant about like doing more for I just don't know what to do. I was telling me I want to do merch like I want to do. I don't know how we would ship it halfway across the world. I don't know. Email Anyone has any a ideas. business yeah. who knows how we can ship stuff across right. the world. You guys have been really good about like reaching out for those who can help. And yeah. so that's great. So if that anyone can people. reach out and who knows this kind of like stuff with shirts, clothing, brand, whatever. Also, reach out to us, please. we had an amazing brother. I don't know if you guys have seen our reels on Instagram. Right. That's not me and Adam. There's yeah, an yeah. amazing brother right. who's been making them for us. Thank you um, so much. But if anyone else wants to tap in and make more reels for us as well, That'd yeah, be great. we yeah, would yeah. be very, very happy. Right. We we know that you like a lot of them, a lot of you guys can be busy, so we don't expect much, but we're so very thankful and grateful know. for um, you guys like helping because you guys don't have to do that all at all but may Allah reward you guys and um, reward us as well and thank you guys for listening make sure to share and we'll see you guys next time assalamu alaikum